and maybe the question when you design the robot, what is the most mm -hmm. challenging part in modeling? And when you just draft an equation to describe the physics, what is really challenge for you when you're doing that with your team for design? Okay, so the, I've, I've done very, I've designed very few robots in my life. I think yeah. we're getting the, the wrong corner, uh, but uh, the, well, in my life as a professor at least, is in my life as a student that's uh, undergraduate student that's a different story um but my um well one robot which we, we designed together which i first came up with and which dita Büchler, my phd student recently perfected is a robot to play table tennis where we really decided we throw out everything about classical robotics and um, we don't care that you can't actually model this robot. In fact, we, we, we built it in such a way that we did from a classical control perspective everything wrong. So we made it in such a way that feedback control would be kind of useless because we are we were having a climatic actuator, a very nonlinear one, with festo muscles and an antagonistic design in acting on a very lightweight robot where um, which was is cable driven. So the major forces in there were completely friction in the mechanics and all the muscles were in the shoulders so that the moving parts in the end and so the moving parts of the robot not of the actuator were in the end about well 500 gram and we just simply focused on well how can we create the maximum acceleration with this robot mm -hmm. so that we can redo really really good table tennis sits and how can we have it that this robot is typically compliant so that if it hits the environment, it isn't directly broken so that you can do crazy exploration as well. And then after building that robot, I mean that, that, that started in fact, um, the first version of that robot I built 10 years ago and then Dieter started his PhD um, five years ago and, and he has graduated last year with it and he perfected the robot and then we basically did learning on it and we really decided for okay we simulate so we use models wherever you can do it so what can we actually model still in if you have a robot which you can't model well we can only model the geometry so the kinematics and therefore we can actually play against the simulated ball so we trained the robot to play against the simulated ball for about 14 hours. So the robot is to, had to, was initially moving around with just motor babbling crazily through the environment. And after 14 hours, it would play back the simulated ball quite perfectly. And after another 20 minutes of training against the real ball, it produced better robot table tennis than we could have we were able to do before with the Barrett Wham robot. Mm -hmm. and, and in a way, it's obviously natural. The Barrett Ram robot has a two kilogram wrist and more than 20 kilograms of moving mass altogether. So it, it's a very, very heavy robot. Um, but it's also built for well, accuracy, for beautiful force creation, for being controllable, uh, both in, well, in, in, in all the advanced fashions. And it's definitely not built to well play table tennis and to be high performance in it. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, I think this this table tennis uh, soft ro soft um, actuated lightweight robot uh, scenario 
really highlights what I think is important in, in future robotics that, well, what we can model, we should always model like the ball mm -hmm. uh, or let's say the kinematics of the robot since geometry is in the end easy and well, the ball in flight, um, the table tennis ball in flight is still a relatively simple thing to model. So that is kind of straightforward. But anything we should be built, we should try to build it for the maximum performance. And that will typically throw out uh, most of the modeling. And then we should, in additionally, build it not just for maximum performance, but actually for being useful, even when you, well, hit your environment, when you do something crazy, when you you want to be safe to a human being, but even safe to the robot, the robot being safe to itself. So we have to build everything very lightweight and very compliant in addition. Mm -hmm. And, but that's also the best um, circumstances that we can have for actually trying things on the real robot mm -hmm. and for learning things on the real robot and any kind of learning we should do. we that needs to be done on real systems and um, that's more important than anything else mm -hmm. and that is the so these are basically the the three most important lessons i think mm 